it's so aggressive. Like, let me sell you something. Okay, upsell, upsell, upsell. Okay, downsell, downsell, downsell. Like aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. And it just felt gross. And I work with people who are either ready for my help or often in a certification program to get certified as a life coach. And they're not quite ready. And so they need a little bit more time. And I want to build a real relationship with them. So I really wanted something gentle and behavioral. We became entrepreneurs because more than anything, we want freedom. We want to be in control of our own schedule, income, and life. But unfortunately, that isn't always the reality of being a business owner. I'm Gillian Perkins, and I'm on a mission to take back entrepreneurship for what it's supposed to be. In every episode, I'll share with you how to get the most out of every hour you work so that you can work less and earn more. Let's get to it. Hey there, everyone, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am joined by Christy Mims. She is the founder of Coach Pony, and I am having her on the show today to tell us all about her million-dollar funnel. I was talking to one of my podcast producers the other day, Sean, and he was telling me about Christy's funnel and how well it was working for her business, and he said that I had to have her on the show, and he knows how much I love to nerd out about funnels and just really dive into the nitty-gritty of the numbers and just dissect them, pull them apart, figure out how they work. And so I knew when he said that, that I wanted to have Christy on the show. I know that this is going to get pretty nerdy. So if you are here for that, then you are in the right spot. So with that being said, hey there, Christy, and welcome to the show. Hey, Gillian, I'm really excited to be here. Thank you so much for making the time. I cannot wait to nerd out with you about this funnel. So I know that you said it is a million dollar funnel. And that really surprised and impressed me immediately, not just because that's a big number, but I feel like you're your brand is pretty small. Is that is that accurate? I hadn't I hadn't heard about your podcast or I hadn't heard about your brand. And so I looked into it and I was like, hmm, it doesn't seem like there's that many people talking about this. And yet you have this million dollar funnel. So tell me a little bit about just how that is possible. Well, first, I would say I'm really, really niched. And so I help new and struggling life coaches you know, learn their basic business skills so they can have a business full of happy paying clients. But that's, there's a lot, you know, the coaching industry alone is, you know, billions of dollars if you're counting life coaching and business coaching. And so I'm one tiny piece of the corner and Coach Pony is about four or five years old, but our podcast is brand new. Um, And so there's probably good reason why you haven't heard of me in that respect, because if you're not kind of in our corner, in our niche, then, you know, I'm not, I am not making an effort to reach out to you that much. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, that 100% makes sense. And I feel like that's already a really valuable lesson, just that you are able to have a really successful funnel and make quite a good amount of money because you've gone deep instead of going wide. So you are really speaking to one specific, it sounds like target customer here, and your message is really resonating with them. And so those people are buying and you're just part of a, a big industry that there is a lot of, you know, potential for revenue in. And so I think that that's something that people need to hear because so often people think they need to go wide in order to have a large enough potential target market. But most of the time, really, there's there's plenty of money out there and you just need to go deep with one specific person. So and thank you for calling that out immediately. No, I'm, I'm happy to. And if I could add one more thing that might blow some people's minds is that I'm not really that active on social media. And that's another reason, like I'm not, I'm not sitting here with a hundred thousand Instagram followers or anything. I purposely made the choice to build my business through writing and SEO. So that's the other thing you have to be looking for me to find me. But if you are Googling, 
some life coaching topics, you will find us. And so I put a tremendous amount of effort into that early on, on this part of my business. And so that's, that's the other thing. We're quiet, but we're, we're out there. I already have questions about that. I've done both in my business. When I first got started, I focused on social media and it didn't work for me. Couldn't get traction, couldn't get any real attention of people. You know, even as the numbers started climbing, I wasn't really getting much engagement. And then I decided to focus on the long form content and the SEO route. For me, that it started with blogging and then I leaned into video. And so YouTube was really my platform on which I had that SEO strength. But that was when my business really took off as well. And now I do both. But I'm really curious because for me, you know, it was Pinterest first with my blog where I started ranking my my articles and then later YouTube, but you are ranking your articles on Google even as a relatively small website, it sounds like. So could you tell me just a little bit about you know any particular strategies you've used there aside from obviously creating good quality content? Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. Google likes good quality content and it likes content that keeps people on the page for a while because that shows them that the content is good and it likes content that kind of is deep in a niche and a certain amount of keywords. So I was able to do really well in SEO even in the beginning. Like I'm a prolific writer. You know, my website isn't small in terms of yes. um, number of blogs or number of words because I'm long-winded as well. Um, and all of this stuff helped me. So to get started before I you know, really spent a lot of time and effort on it. I just thought about what are my clients searching for? And I wrote detailed blogs about that. And now I do use Google ads to be clear. And I do use mm. Facebook ads um, in addition, but before I paid any money for marketing for this part of my business, you know, I just spent a lot of time writing and doing that. And then of course, you know, we started to spend time and money looking into keywords and other things and creating more purpose-bound content to get people on different pages and thinking about page ranking and stuff. But I was able to rank on page one for several important search terms for people in my market, just by thinking, what are they typing into Google? Let me really write some great content around that. And that, you know, started to boost my traffic. I love that. I call that the common sense approach and I'm all about it. I feel like so often people try to use some sort of fancy tool or strategy to, for example, rank with SEO. But a lot of the time if you just use your own brain and think like, well, what would I look for if I was in this situation? And then you make good quality content around that. I feel like that goes so far. Thank you so much for sharing about that because, well, two reasons. One is because I talk a lot about YouTube and sometimes about podcasting, but I don't talk that much about blogging. And I know that talking to a camera is not everybody's cup of tea. Uh, and so a lot of people are like, well, YouTube worked great for Gillian, but I don't want to do YouTube. Do I have to do YouTube? So it's great to hear that you have been able to get plenty of traffic to your website and through your funnel uh, with just writing. And yes. yeah, so that's awesome. And then also, I know probably some people who are listening right now are thinking like, when are they going to start talking about the funnel? <laughs> but <laughs> it starts with traffic. And you know, that's something I say all the time is that like nobody can buy from you if they don't know you exist. If your traff if your funnel is empty, then it is not going to produce any sort of sales. That was one of the biggest mistakes I made in my early days of my business was I built this whole big funnel. And then I was like, why isn't it working? Why isn't it making any money? And it took me a while to realize it was because I had no traffic on my website. So there's no one flowing through this funnel to, you know, potentially convert. So yeah. I think it's a mistake a lot of people make. And so this is the foundation of it. 
Yeah, PSA to everyone, know your numbers, know your website traffic, know your email signups, know your open rates. And just in general, you don't have to look at this stuff every day, but it's hard to diagnose problems in your business if you don't know what's happening with the data. Yeah, absolutely. So before we move on the funnel journey, before we start like diving down your funnel, tell me a little bit about the funnel itself. What is it selling um, and who is it selling it to? So I'm basically on the Coach Pony side of my business only selling one major thing. And the thing that I'm selling is a program called Build a Real Business. It's a $2,000 program um, as of right now to help new life coaches build that business full of happy paying clients because most people in the coaching profession do not have a business background. Or if they do, it's definitely not as a solopreneur. And selling yourself as a coach is a very vulnerable thing versus selling something like shoes right? Mm -hmm. Or e-com. And so it's important to learn sort of the business skills around how to sell yourself as a coach. I have two, I, I have multiple ways in which I sell this program. And the funnels we're talking about is the automated funnel side of the house, right? Because I do some stuff where I, you know, sell it live through live webinars and some other things and list launches. But a good chunk of my income comes from automated sales funnels. And there's two that I built that work interestingly together, <laughs> um, even though they're competing. Um, and one, they're both behavioral, but they're behavioral in different ways. One is a written sales funnel. So you land on a, what looks like a blog page and it takes you through four pages. So as you read the blog, you have a chance to continue on, click a button, you'll take, go to the next page, the next page, the next page. And then you can opt in to learn more about my program. And if you do, you'll get all the information and questions answered and you can decide if it's for you or not. Um, and the other one is a webinar. And so, you know, what you traditionally expect with an on-demand webinar, you opt in and you get to hang out with me for 45 minutes and watch the video where I talk you through. This one's on marketing. And if you, you know, watch the whole video, then you'll get put into a sales funnel because it indicates that you really need the help. And I talk about the program on the video. So if you watch the point where I start talking about the program, we assume that that means you need the help and you'd probably like to at least hear more about this program. And so it'll, the my system will start kicking out sales emails to you to tell you a little bit more and to see if it's a fit for you. So when you say that these funnels are competing, what do you mean by that? People can sign up for both at the same time. And so they can get sales emails from both at the same time. Okay. If, if are they, they the should... same emails? No, they're okay. different emails. And uh, yeah, they're different campaigns. So it's competing campaigns with different deadlines and slightly different offers about the program. Interesting. And, yeah. And yeah, what's interesting is that people often do sign up for both because your most engaged people, the people most likely to buy your stuff, are often going to sign up for multiple things on your site. They're really interested in you. And so a lot of people get into both funnels and it doesn't seem to discourage them. One's a much longer funnel, one's two weeks, and one is as fast as three days. Hmm. And so, so they tend to buy at the end of the first funnel, even though they're in both. And then when they do that, our system knows and pulls them yeah. out of the second funnel, right? But it doesn't seem to bother them that they're getting <laughs> these different emails because they're just, they're engaged, they're interested. And uh, it sometimes pushes them off the fence. And I was, I was initially worried about that when we set up, we set up the long form uh, written funnel first, and then we set up the behavioral webinar funnel second. I was worried they would conflict a little bit, but it has not been the case. So it's worked out really, really, really well. 
Yeah, that's definitely something that we're often aware of and a little worried about in my business is those conflicting funnels, especially when it's for maybe two different products. And so then they might be being told like, oh, this offer is ending tomorrow for two different products at the same time. And it's just like, oh, that's I don't know, that doesn't sound like the best experience. So we always are trying to like figure out ways to filter people out of one funnel so that they can focus on one at a time. But it sounds like your funnels are working really well together. Yeah, just kind of a shorter deadline and then a later deadline deadline. Yeah. And so, you know, slightly different incentives on both of them, but yes, they are. And it helps that I'm selling the same product, right? Yeah. So it's a little bit less confusing for them. And of course I have a soft opt out on all the, e- all the sales emails. So if someone doesn't want to hear about it, they can easily stop hearing about it with a click of a button and still stay in the community. And so I think that wins me some, I know it when I'm in that, the role of getting sold to, it, it makes me feel better to choose to stay in it. Right. The big thing for me is I just hated all the bro douche marketing <laughs> and I was so Don't felt, we all. Yeah, it's so aggressive. It's so aggressive. Like, let me let me sell you something. Okay, upsell, upsell, upsell. Okay, downsell, downsell, downsell. Like aggressive, aggressive, aggressive. And it just felt gross. And I work with people who are either ready for my help or often in a certification program to get certified as a life coach. And they're not quite ready. And so they need a little bit more time. And I want to build a real relationship with them. So I really wanted something gentle and behavioral. So the first sales funnel, which is all of these pages, the behavioral part comes in the beginning because if they choose not to click continue, they've opted out essentially, even though there's no opt-in at this point, it's very, very gentle. But if they click continue, each time they're slightly more committed, which is good. And it's great free training content. They can just have all of that training for free. They do not have to opt in. It's my gift to them, you know, take it, run with it, great. But by the time they hit the opt-in about the program, they're pretty like they've, I filtered out the people who aren't that interested in this and or who don't like me. And then the ones that stay are much more likely to buy because they've gone through this qualification process. It's really simple. And of course, Google loves it because it's <laughs> it's like each page is 1,500 to 2,500 words or something. So they spend 20 or 30 minutes on my site you know, yeah, and Google just Google loves it. So it's a great way for me to stand out without doing anything um, and help them. I've helped them without having to ask for their email or anything. So it's just, mm. it feels really, really good. And the webinar is a little bit more traditional. It's totally a Frank Kearns model in terms of being mm-hmm. behavioral and dynamic, but I loved that it was dynamic and that we could decide, hey, listen, if you sign up for the webinar and you don't watch it, you're not going to immediately get like bamboozled with sales emails. <laughs> you know, because you didn't even watch webinar. You don't know who I am. We're just going to try to gently say, hey, you signed up for this. You signed up for it because you needed it. Maybe go watch it. Here it is, you know, and eventually we'll say, okay, it's not for you. That's fine. So the webinar you mentioned, it's behavioral in the sense that if people don't watch it, they don't get the follow-up sales emails. Is there any other sense in which the webinar is behavioral? Only slightly. And that is if they don't watch it, then they'll get these reminder emails. Just because again, mm-hmm. I think if you sign up for something, usually there's a reason you wanted it. And so we, we don't want them to miss out. So if they get a, an email or two reminder, and then they go and start to watch it, then they will start to get the sales emails because they've showed mm-hmm. us and again, they, if they only watch five minutes, no. But if they watch a, a certain amount, then we'll say, okay, you need help. And so here's something that can help you. And you can opt out if you don't want to hear about it. But we thought, given everything you've done so far, that maybe it would be helpful for you. Do you put any sort of limit on how long they have to watch the webinar? Like, do you say it's only available for this certain amount of time or anything like that? Or they've, they've got all the time in the world? I like to use ethical scarcity. So I, I try to be mindful of brodish tactics. And in this case, right now, this is an evergreen on-demand webinar. We're not planning on taking it down in the future, um, in the short term. So I, I say like, hey, I don't know how long we're going to leave this up because that's true. Periodically, I do change out webinars. 
but I'm not like, hey, it's going, it's expiring tomorrow. <laughs> you know, you have to watch it because it's not, and that doesn't feel truthful to me. I'm just like, hey, I, I try to use more, l less stick of like, we're taking it down and more carrot. Like, hey, you needed this help. Why not just give yourself this 40 minutes and kind of like give yourself this help? You know, it's free. Just enjoy it. Like you were here for a reason. Let's embrace that a little bit and, and have you take advantage, right? Because I'm more about, I'd like to help people. And if they buy my stuff, awesome, great. I get to work with them more and they get more help. But if they don't, at least they got something that can help their new coaching business right now and walk away. And hopefully that means another coach is successful because I would like to see more coaches in this world. Yeah, absolutely. So in my business, we have a couple evergreen webinars as well. And how we treat it is like you're registering, you know, like you sign up to watch the webinar, right? And then you will keep sending you the link for three days afterwards. So we'll say like, three days left, you know, to get reminded about this, but then they can always sign up again in the future if they've missed it. Cause I do want them to watch it because it's, they are really valuable trainings and I always want to give as much as possible, but I love how you are really leaning into, as you said, more carrot and less stick and talking to them about like, well, why did you sign up for this? Clearly you wanted this training and just reminding them of kind of their reason why. So I really like that approach. Okay. So after someone signs up for your webinar, you mentioned that you mentioned the product, do you sell the product at the end? I do sell the product at the end. And um, I, you know, say, listen, if you got, you need awesome. I think I say this, it's been a little while since I've recorded this <laughs> webinar, you know, great, go, do what you need. And if you want more resources, I just want to share with you a really great resource to help you that may be of interest. Mm -hmm. And so um, I do, I take about 15 minutes to walk people through the program because I mean, it's a great, you know, if they've made it that far, they probably like me. Hopefully they've gotten something awesome from the webinar because I'm a big mm -hmm. believer in no fluff, concrete, helpful webinars, yes. action items. You can take away immediately, get help in your business. Yeah. And so I think it would be a disservice not to at least tell them there's more help and more structured help. And that's the way to work with me if they want. They're like, hey, I like the cut of your jib. Like, I like how you're still <laughs> on that boat. And if they want to come in the boat with me, like they, they can have this opportunity. And if not, they can stop the webinar at any time. Right. For and sure. They, yeah. And they can opt out of the sales emails at any time. So, and so your call to action on the webinar is by now, not like apply. Yeah. It's a $2,000 program. And so we don't have any application process for it. Okay. Um, cause it's not, to me, it's not a high enough price point. I think if it was like a five, $5,000 or $5,000 or more, probably more, we would consider application process, but you know, the webinar does look, uh, like, I have a very specific personality and style. <laughs> and so if you look at the <laughs> 20 site, you can see that. And uh, I think the webinar does a good job of explaining what they're getting into and the cost isn't so much that they can qualify themselves to decide if it's right for them without having to talk to me. And that's also how I wanted to run my business. I wasn't interested in doing a bunch of sales calls. And your webinar is also a little shorter than I would say average for webinars. It seems like most webinars are probably at least 60 minutes. I, I'm guessing that was an intentional choice. Well, it is 60 minutes if you count the sales section. Oh, it is. Okay. Yeah. So it's 40 minutes of teaching. So I do it here. I do it here to that because I feel like you need to, you know, you need to give the good solid 40 minutes of teaching. I don't like webinars yes. that are 20 minutes of teaching and then 30 minutes yeah. of sales. That doesn't feel right. I feel like it should Definitely be more not. of a give than anything else. Yeah. So this one right now, we're actually going to redo it a little bit. Um, it's a, it all like the teaching is 40, 42 minutes. And then it, it is a little bit longer on the sales part. It's like uh 
30 minutes maybe all in because I like answer every possible question, but it's too long. So we're going to re-record it to make it a little shorter. So any are there any numbers around the webinar part of this webinar funnel that you could or would like to share perhaps like your opt-in rate for the webinar or your show up rate or the percentage of people who buy live? It's really hard for me to, to sh- I mean, to share the show up rate because it's not, we're running just a Vimeo on demand. So mm-hmm. I'm not like, I'm not running an evergreen style, like this, a fake live webinar. I'm not doing that. That's not to say yeah. I wouldn't do that in the future, but so we, it's hard for us to say exactly who shows up. We can see who clicked through. Um, mm-hmm. Unfortunately, like I, off the top of my head, I don't have, I don't have the click through numbers. I do know the webinar converts around uh, 1.5% mm-hmm. in the funnel. I should be able to do some math right now and tell you numbers, but my math brain has died. Like it's 1.5. No, I'm not gonna be able to do this math on the fly. Yeah, no, that's fine. So you say that the webinar is converting at about one and a half percent live, which I would say is really good for an evergreen webinar, especially when you don't have very many scarcity tactics really built into that process. You know, you said you're just using a Vimeo video and so it doesn't have like maybe a countdown timer, probably you're letting people have the controls to like back up and yeah. And so considering all those things, like 1.5% seems really good. I mean, I've had evergreen webinars convert well, anywhere from 0%, right? Up to about maybe like 3% for an for an evergreen, right? Um, always higher on live, but that seems just like good and healthy to me. So talk to me about what happens after they watch this webinar, because obviously if 1.5% buy live, that means, you know, 98.5% don't, right? Right. So what do the rest of those people end up doing? Well, so we did some, we did some deep dive research over the last few years. And usually people have to go through a sales cycle twice before they buy. And so what happens- a really important thing to know, right? Mm -hmm. Because if you Mm -hmm. don't realize that, then you're missing out on something like half your sales. Yeah. It's been changing a little bit in the last few months, I think, as we've initially come out of the pandemic, it's uh, we've gotten more people buying just right up front and less needing the second sales cycle. But what we do, what we traditionally do is we do a live webinar every few months and we invite them to come and attend on it. It's on a different topic and it's live with me. So it's a little bit of a different experience, you know, and we get, you know, we get, you know, 2000, 3000 people registered and, um, you know, we get a good, you know, hundred, like six or 800 people showing up. And maybe it's 500 people showing. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and uh, and then we scoop them up that way. So like then they get to go through a second sales cycle if, if they're interested. I mean, they have to register for the webinar. We're not just usually going to email them cold. Mm-hmm. Every now and again, I'll do that. But um, yeah, so we, we try to do a live webinar. And or alternatively, we try to push them to the other automated sales funnel, which is the written one. And mm-hmm. we get, you know, give them a chance to experience a, a different type of sales cycle. And so either one of those things. Okay, let me take just a minute to tell you about something that has changed my life. YouTube. Seriously. Now, I'm sure you're probably aware that YouTubers can earn money, but you might not realize how much. It's not just pocket change. You can make a full-time living as a video creator. Make good money making fun videos? I know, sounds too good to be true, but four years ago, I started my own channel, and in less than six months, my husband and I quit our day jobs, sold our house, traveled to Europe for two months, and then came back and bought a new house. And that was all financed by, you guessed it, my YouTube channel. 
I know this sounds crazy, but I also know I'm not the only one. There are literally millions of people supporting themselves from YouTube, and they do it by making videos about every topic you could possibly think of. Cooking, cleaning, art, makeup, career advice, real estate, cats, books, and even just reacting to other YouTube videos. If you want to learn more about how this works and how you can get a piece of the action, then check out my free on-demand workshop called Three Secrets to Reach 1000 Subscribers and get your channel monetized in just three months. Because that's the truth. If you know how the platform works, you don't have to wait years for your channel to grow. You can start getting views from day one, be making money in as little as three months, and be on your way to making a living as a creator before you know it. Sign up now for this free on-demand YouTube training by heading to gillianperkins.com slash YouTube training. Again, that's gillianperkins.com slash YouTube training. And of course, you can find that link in the show notes as well. I can't wait to teach you how to start your own successful YouTube channel and start earning a living as a creator. So let's say someone signs up for the webinar originally, doesn't buy, and then, and doesn't watch the webinar even, then what are they going to get in the future months? Is it going to be just that occasional live pitch of a live webinar? Or do you have a follow-up that's going to remind them occasionally to watch that webinar that they signed up for and never watched? Yeah, they're going to get into my weekly newsletter. That's one thing for sure. So I'll maintain a con contact with them. I email my list usually th three to four times a month on Sunday. Mm -hmm. So uh, something helpful, not salesy, just something helpful going on in the world of coaching. And they'll get that. And then they'll, you know, again, they'll get invited to different sales funnels periodically, live webinar, another automated funnel, something else. So they'll just stay on the mix and hopefully stay in our community enough that when they're ready, you know, they're not that far from an offer, right? Mm -hmm. When they're ready, like they, we get an, we get an invite to them sometime in the next month or so somehow. So it's not a, it's definitely like not a perfect system by any means, but I think it's pretty common. You know, if someone goes through your funnel, doesn't buy, you keep them, you try to keep them in your community for a bit and give them another chance, you know, fairly quickly, depending on what, you know, everyone's community is different, depending on what makes sense and then keep them warm and keep them active and engaged. That's something that I find so interesting about your funnel though, and like a, a reason why I think it's so important and so cool that you're sharing this today because it's not a perfect system and it still is making you, you know, plenty of money. <laughs> <laughs> and so I think sometimes people see these like really shiny, perfect funnels um, of big names. And then they're like, how would I even get started with that? How, you know, I could never build something that big or perfect. And so they think that they can't make any money unless it is that, that perfect. No, it's, it's never perfect. I personally believe in iterating as much as possible. So like when I first built the funnel, I was actually working directly with Frank Kearns and he was like, build me this funnel in a week. And I'm like, <laughs> so I need to create a new webinar, record it, and then set up like all of the automation with it in addition um, in a week. What? And I did it. It was terrible. Like it was kind of a hot mess. And so I did it, set it up, invited my list to it. And then I redid everything in within the next month and it got, you know, much, much better, much higher production values, you know, tightened up the content, tightened up the whole thing, like made the, you know, played with the funnel a little bit, tested a few different things. And now, you know, and, and we, I touch it periodically, like right now we're doing an upgrade to the whole thing and just taking a close look at what's happening now that like the world has changed a little bit. What can we do to improve the performance? 
so yeah, it is not perfect. You do not have to be perfect. It can be messy um, and you can still make money. Like the Coach Pony website, it's a giant mess, right? <laughs> like it's not, it's not a professionally designed website. And I did that for a reason. The, I have a coaching business, the, Career Co the Revolutionary Club, which is a Forbes top 100 for careers. It's a professionally designed website. And then people ask me how I did it. And that's sort of uh, how Coach Pony got started. I just wanted to have a safe space for coaches to talk about business stuff and kind of share experiences. And so I wanted to also put myself in what it's like to be a new coach. And a new coach doesn't have $10,000 to drop on a new website. And so I built it like for $400 in Canva with, with like a little bit of an assist from my developer who I have on retainer who helped me build it. But I mean, it's not a pretty site. It is a janky site in many ways, but I wanted to show coaches, you can build something totally workable. That's going to stand up to the test of time for a few years easily and inexpensively in the beginning. And then you can change it. And obviously now we're going to do a whole redesign because it's been like five years and it's way past time uh, <laughs> because I never meant for this site to be up this long. But the thing is, is it was working. Like, it, you know, like if you're making money and you're, I'm not, I'm not going to like go through the the pain of a, a whole website redesign and rebuild for no reason. Right. And so it, it's messy. It's ugly. It's not great. And it, I do great. <laughs> no, like I have not needed to change it. Well, kudos for you to you for letting yourself like be the example like that. Um, and just like not being afraid of doing things a messy way, because I do think it creates such a good example for people who are, you know, just starting out. And like I said, like they feel like they have to do it perfect or it's not going to work. Um, I know that I fell into that trap so many times where either I didn't start or more often just given my personality type, I totally would start and I would get myself in way over my head trying to make something that was bigger than I knew how to make. And then, you know, either just completely get sidelined and never finish it or finish it, but have invested way too much time and effort into building something that I had no idea if it was going to work, you know? And so I love that you share that you like got your final off the ground in just a week and that it was super messy, but done is better than perfect. Right. And we hear that all the time, but I think that so often that like cliche advice, not just that piece of advice, but any piece of cliche advice, it's meaningless until you hear an example like that. And then suddenly it like really resonates and you understand understand, oh, you know, that's what that actually looks like. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's we, more of us should be talking about this. And, it, and sometimes I think, especially in the realm of coaching, at least speaking to that directly, your clients don't want you to be perfect because then you feel unapproachable. And, you know, if they see you doing it and doing it and making mistakes, but still doing it well, like, I think that can be more motivating than anything else. Cause it feels like, okay, if she can have typos in her broadcast emails and still make money, which I do by the way, and they're outside edited and we still, still typos. <laughs> um, like, uh, every then, time I'm fixing up a funnel and I find a typo in an email that's gone out to thousands of people over months. Oh, I just die inside. But yeah, I've, I've learned I've, at this point, you know, like, it doesn't matter as much as I thought it did. Yes. I used to feel the same way. And then I was like, this is my gift to the world. You don't have to be perfect. Watch me show you lean in, you know? And so that's part, you know, that's part of the coach Bunny brand is like, Hey, like we're a team back here and we're not perfect and we make mistakes, but we still help people. And that, you know, I'd rather be doing this imperfectly than not at all. That is a mic drop moment. So we've talked a lot about your webinar side of your funnel. I'm really curious to chat now about the written funnel and what exactly that looks like. So you said that there's a series of blog posts, four blog posts. Is that right? Uh, it's either four or five. I, I actually have a couple of them that are, some are active at different times, some are not. I think the main one is four, no, five, including the opt-in. 
Okay, so there, there's a series of five blog posts, and so one kind of leads into the next, but you haven't made people opt in at any point, which is on the one hand kind of feels like, oh, it's a risky move. Like, oh, don't you want to grab their email as, as soon as possible, right? Because they might leave and you know, completely forget about you, and then you don't get to help them. But on the other hand, I do love that you are letting people slowly opt in rather than asking them to like, come on, make a decision right now, or else you can't have the goods. But you're like letting them just kind of wade into to the pool, wade into the ocean and slowly immerse themselves. And I really like that. So once they get to the end, well, actually, before we get to the end, can you tell me like the topic just for by way of example, that what's the topic of this like series of blog posts? It's, and I will say it's pages on my site. It's they they are like blog posts, but they are not on the blog, right? These are sort of mm. dedicated pages. And the topic is people don't pay for life coaching. Oh, interesting. And then I talk about why that is and what you should do instead if you're a life coach in order to be successful. And I want to give credit. This is something called a sphere of influence style of marketing. And it's not, I did not come up with this. It is something I learned from Andre Chaperone of tiny little businesses, but I definitely have made it mine <laughs> in terms of how I'm doing it on, on my on my website. And I just loved it because I love the fact that every time they hit continue, it's a micro commitment to me and to their business to learn more, but it is, there's no pressure. They can come back at any time. They can revisit, they can take their time. And, you know, the ones that get to the end, you know, at that point they, they got to like me because they've read so much content and they understand my teaching style and everything else. And so they're a really good match to potentially join the program. Yeah. So, so that little choice to click continue, it's a really easy yes, but it's them saying yes to you. So they're feeling more attached to you and attached to your brand. They're trusting you more like they're, they're choosing to trust you, which like I said, is like leading them deeper into that, that pool. So until they finally get immersed. So, okay. So they get to the end of those four posts, which by the way, that topic intrigues me. Like I'm not a life coach, but I already want to go read those posts and find out what they should do instead. Yeah, I'll send you the link. <laughs> or just search coach pony pay, pay for life coaching. And Give you a little it. bit more Google juice. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they get to the end of those four or five posts and then there's some sort of opt-in. What is that opt-in at that point? The opt-in is to sign up to learn about the program. So hmm. it's like, there's no like sign up for my freebie. No, we're done with that. We've been together now for like thousands and thousands of words. Like now it's like, listen, you're here, you need resources. You want to learn how to do all the stuff I've just been talking about and teaching you about, except in much more detail. So I have a program for that. Here's some information about the program. If you want all of, you know, if you're interested and you want to see everything that comes with it, sign up and we'll ship you all the information. So there's no like bait and switch, like, hey, sign up for a freebie and what program? No, it's like <laughs> program. Like this, this is where we're at now. We've made it this far in our dating relationship that like it's time to it's time to take me home with you a little bit and see what happens. So so I, I it's a it's a it's not even a sales page, but it is sort of a short informational page about build a real business. And um, yeah, they have a couple of places they can opt in. And then we the thank you page is the actual sales page for the program. And of course, we send them an email with that link as well. Okay. So they sign up to learn more and then they get taken to the page with the more information right yeah. then. So they don't have to wait for the email. And I also, I mean, I do tell them about the program on that opt-in page. So I'm not like pretending like I have a magical program. Here's no information, like sign up for it to learn more. It's like, I have a magical program. Here's some pretty important information. If this sounds interesting, sign up to learn more, you know? Interesting. So, so I'm not trying to do any, like I'm to being totally authentic and honest and upfront about what's happening. And it's really their choice to keep going. 
This is fascinating to me because I don't think I've ever seen a funnel like this in action. I know you said that you didn't originate the idea, but not. it's very different than most funnels that are out there. Yeah, it is. It is. It, and it definitely doesn't appeal to everyone because the person does have to be willing to read all the way. So sure. you are, so it like, it's a more expensive funnel for ads, for instance, than mm -hmm. um, the webinar funnel where they're going to a landing page and they're signing up immediately. Like it does cost more, but it's higher conversion. The people that yeah. do sign up, you know, are two to 3% often. We've been a little lower this summer, but I'm not surprised by that because it's hot back summer for many people. I think we're all tired of like looking at things on the internet, but, but yeah, I mean, it's so our, you know, it's, it was like one, one out of every 20 people that signs up buys or something is where we're at with it. Sometimes it's yeah. less, sometimes it's more. So it's, it's pretty good. And a lot of those people that will then buy a second time, you know, if they get a second sales funnel, they'll buy off, you know, they'll buy it that second time when they're ready. So, mm -hmm. so when you say it's a higher conversion and it's like, it sounds like roughly a 5% conversion, is that 5% of the people who make it to the end of those blog posts and sign up to learn more? 5% of those people buy? So it's a higher cost per lead conversion, um, but it's a better cost per sale conversion. So the two to 3% number is the sales yeah. off, off of this, of the people that sign up. But it costs us it costs us slightly more to get those people. But overall, when it's working well, it is the more profitable funnel. That makes sense. Yeah. And so I like how you're balancing between having the webinar for people who are interested in watching something and having the written funnel for people who aren't interested in watching something, people who are interested in reading. That's something I've always been conscious of in my business is even though the webinars tend to convert higher and those funnels tend to convert at higher rates overall and thus making them more profitable, if you only have a webinar funnel, then you're missing out on all of the people who are interested in buying your product but have no interest in watching a free webinar because yeah. there's a big sector of people who are in that camp. Yeah. And I mean, I'm I, like, I love to read stuff. That's my mm -hmm. thing. Like I'm much, if any, if there's a video, I'm like always looking for the transcript. Yep. I like watching videos, but personally, I don't have the patience to watch a 60 plus minute webinar most of the time, especially if I don't have controls to skip the boring parts <laughs> or the parts I'm not interested in. I'll yeah. watch the first couple minutes and then I'll be like, okay, now they're talking about themselves for a long time. So <sighs> I'm, you know, like going to put this on that. mute or go do something, come back later. That's my plan. At least I'll come back later when they get to the meet. But then I get distracted, you know, and I, I don't come back normally. So then I just read the emails later, most of the time. You know, this is, hasn't always been me when I was hungrier at the beginning of starting my business and I needed the information. I would watch the webinars all the way through. But as soon as I wasn't as hungry, I stopped. Yeah. And so I'm, yeah, like I said, I'm just conscious of that in my business that I need to give people a couple different options for ways to learn about the products um, in order to, you know, cater to their specific needs. One thing I am interested in is at the end of those blog posts, you know, you have that call to action to learn more. So does that mean that there isn't a page on your website that has all the information on it that is just publicly available? For the for the program itself, you mean? Yeah, for the program itself. There is. There is. We uh, we keep it gated in that you there's a page and you can if you can you can go to the Coach Pony website and get into it and you'll see there's like pro, a program information page and you can click on that on the Build a Real Business which we call Barb um, program and then you'll you can you'll get to a sort of a short information page and then you can sign up and immediately go see the the actual sales page and purchase it if you'd like because uh, okay. it is an evergreen program. Um, but we do we don't have the the sales page completely ungated in terms of you do have to sign up a little bit for something in order to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. So is there no scarcity at all then? Or 
is, well, I, I, I guess I know in your emails, you have some sort of discount or bonus available. Yeah. Yeah. In the sales funnels. Yes. On yes. the page, if you just go straight to the program, there's, you know, there's no scarcity on that at all. Yeah. And we get, you know, we get a handful of people every month who just buy it that way because it's just what they need at the right time and and they're ready. Mm -hmm. um, but I mean, the vast majority of people come through some sort of sales funnel or email push or something that we're doing to kind of get them in that because it's human nature, right? We're, we put off buying things as long as possible because it's expensive and scary. Yeah. So. And you don't want to change, right? You want to stay the same and, you know, because it's safer. It feels yeah. safer. Yeah. 95% of people aren't ready to take action. It's just those 5% who are willing to do it. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about in those two core evergreen funnels you have, the webinar funnel and the written funnel, what are the incentives to get people to take action now? In one of the funnels, it's a bonus incentive. And so we give some extra bonuses that are not usually available in the Evergreen program. And so we're clear about that. And I would, I would probably guess a lot of people don't maybe don't realize it's an Evergreen program. I'm not like hiding that's an Evergreen program by mm -hmm. any means. I think sometimes when you find a program and you get put in a sales funnel, you're not fully aware that you could potentially sign up for the program at a later date because often yeah, programs aren't sense. evergreen. So I think that, I mean, again, I'm not lying to people. I'm not telling them that it's not available by any means, but I think some people get caught up that plus the bonuses makes them feel like the program is going away if they don't buy. Mm -hmm. And I think part of it is because people kind of assume that they are unique. And so they assume that what they're experiencing is reality. And so they have this need right now to buy this product. And now this product is being presented to them right now. And so they feel like it's a unique event and a unique opportunity. I mean, I find myself doing that even when I just go to the store and something's on sale. I'm like, it's on sale now. I need to buy it now. If I think about it, I know it'll probably be on sale again in like two weeks, maybe even for a better price. But I am seeing it now and I need it now and I want it now. So I want to buy it now. And it feels unique. Yeah. And I will say in full disclosure, like we do change the bonuses a lot. And so mm. like, I, you know, it's not like if you hear me say the program is evergreen and you get to a sales funnel, it's always going to be the same. That is not the case. Like it, it might be the same, but it also might not. Cause we, I do want to like be mindful of as we create different things, giving people, you know, as we figure out things that might be helpful, like giving people this opportunity, sometimes we'll roll out a new product and we'll put it in as a bonus for a short period of time, even though we might sell it separately. So there's things like that. Uh, and yeah, the, and so we have price, price is the other one. So in the other funnel, we give people a chance to kind of get a little bit of a bonus on price, if you will, mm -hmm. and sort of take action that way. And that, that also sometimes changes. <laughs> so, so while, you know, while it is evergreen, you know, the price bonus isn't always going to be what it is and it's not always going to be available. Cause I know that one's a big one. Um, yeah. but yeah, so those are the two things. And that's how I like to keep it honest that I'm not lying to people about what the bonuses are. One has mm -hmm. a specific set of bonuses that the other one does not have. And the other, I mean, the core program is the same, but then the other one has a price offer that the first one does not have. Right. I have a question about logistics. This is something I feel like we have come back to over and over again, and it's not like a problem that we have a, the perfect solution for. So tell me if you have a better solution. So someone signs up for your webinar, they watch your webinar, so they get the emails, then later they sign up for the webinar again, maybe because they want to watch it again, maybe they only watched part of it. So how does that end up getting handled? I assume they're allowed, they're able to watch it again. You have it set up so that they can get the show up email again. On that sales funnel, they can do the whole thing again. Again, not okay. saying that the bonuses, the offers, or the emails will be the same because like mm -hmm. every few months I touch it and play with it. 
Yeah. Um, and right now, like if whenever this airs, people like, you know, you might go and see it. It's we're doing a big change. So in the next month, like a lot's going to change on that. The other one, the written one, they can't sign up again. I mean, they can yeah. sign up again. They can sign up again, but we we have a tag in the system that says this person's already done that and they get put into a, a, a third campaign uh, that does okay. not give them the same price bonus. So they can sign up again. It will still take them to that like next page that gives them the more information, but then different emails with not quite as good of a bonus. And not as I wouldn't say not quite well, a different as good. Bonus. <laughs> I would say a different bonus because the yeah. price one is we're just we're so mindful. Like it's we don't want to make it so people we want to be ethical. Like this is we say to people, this is the one and only time this is going to be offered to you. This is it. And so I'm, I'm really, the, to the best of my ability, and some people can, you can play with the text sometimes and try to get around it. But to the best of my ability, I want to be honest and integrity with people that when we say something is closing, it closes, you know, Absolutely. and when we say something has a bonus, it has a bonus. And, you know, we're not always perfect and all that. Sometimes technology defeats us. Um, <laughs> but like, I try, you know, I just, I want to be like, so if you, if, you know, you can trust me when I say, hey, this program, this offer mm -hmm. is really only available now, I mean it, you know, that I'm not like just saying to you know to talking out of both sides of my mouth on that um yeah. for the most you know for the most part we the, we do the best we can again like there's technology is always a challenge with some of this stuff sometimes the tagging doesn't work and you know things like that and we try to fix it when we can but yeah absolutely i agree i mean both for the sake of like you know your your personal satisfaction with your work um and your integrity your personal integrity but also because if people don't feel like they can trust you then they are not going to want to buy from you yeah yeah i think it's important that you know i'm a coach and then i work with coaches and then i model like certain business behaviors for coaches as well so they can kind of see how someone you know who they might who has a successful business does it too and kind of give them i think it's important to learn from different people and see what they're doing and what you like and what you don't like so you can shape your business in the way that feels most positive and authentic to you well christy thank you so much for everything that you shared and being really willing to just completely pull back the curtain on your funnel and you know just not hold anything back i really really appreciate that and this has been so interesting to me do you have any final words for the listeners today any if anyone who is maybe working on building a funnel or they're thinking about building a funnel what are some of the most important things that you think they need to make sure that they do to have the the best funnel they can. Well, with automated funnels in particular, since that's what we're talking about, yeah. a couple of things. One, make sure there is a reason to buy right now. And it could be so many things. It could be, you know, it, it could be that there's a price option. It could be that there are some extra bonuses available. It could be that it's automated right now, but you might be retiring it in a little bit or something. And just make sure you're, you know, you're on the right side of integrity with that stuff, but give people a reason to take action because our default position is not to take action. And second, you can edit it at any time. So like get something up there, make it messy, make it better, polish it up as you go, but don't let perfection be the enemy of progress. And you'd be surprised at what you can do even when something's kind of messy. Um, it can still work if you if you if your content is good and you know you have great content and you should, then put it out in the world and just don't worry about getting it right. Just just get it done and do the best you can. So good. Well, thank you again so much. We'll be sure to include links to your website and your social media. Though it sounds like you're not terribly active there. So I guess if people want to find out more about you and your programs, then your website is probably the best place to go. Is that right? Yeah, the best place is definitely coachpony.com. And you can also find us at coachpony.com forward slash podcast or just search for the coachpony podcast. And I do have Instagram 
because my ads manager makes me, but I, I do <laughs> I do show up there periodically. So I'm Christy Coach Pony. Awesome. Well, thank you again. It was great to have you on the show, Christy. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Work Less, Earn More. Now, here's what I want you to do next. Take a screenshot of this episode you're listening to right now and share it out on your Instagram stories. And when you do, make sure you tag me at Gillian Z Perkins so I can see you're listening. Sharing on stories is going to help more people find this podcast so they too can learn how to build their business in a way that allows them to work less and earn more. And if you really love the show, head over to Apple Podcasts right now and leave Work Less, Earn More a review to give it a boost and help even more people find it. Okay, let's wrap this up. I'm Gillian Perkins, and until next week, stay focused and take action.